The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Welcome to another episode of the Gaming with Scissors podcast. I'm Metro Weasel 3K. I am your host, and y'all kids need to put down those damn fidget spinners and listen to the adults about to talk at you about video games. Video games. Yeah. Stop talking about, stop, stop. Nobody likes your fidget spinners anyway, and they don't actually help you. It's a bullshit science. Anyway. Is there science involved? I, no, um, yeah, yes, Facebook. I assume that that's where science comes from now because, well, never mind. All science comes hashtag, from Facebook. Hashtag no politics on the podcast. <laughs> Facts. I won't, I won't talk about why uh, I believe Facebook basically tells everybody what science is now. We don't need to talk about that. And they believe it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I am joined this week, as always, by Piper. How are you, sir? I am splendiferous. That's a word, right? You are splendid. I'm glad you're splendid. I didn't, I didn't say splendid. It's splendid. Splendid. Uh, Nick is unfortunately uh, out of town on vacation. However, we do have our good friend and writer for NerdLifeTX.com, Corey here. How are you, sir? Doing well, sir. How are you? Fantastic. Corey also has an upgraded mic from last time. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) I don't sound like I'm speaking into a tin can down a hallway. That's right. Yeah, we fixed it. We done fixed it, son. Problem solvers. Yeah, the uh, Nerd Life crew is all about results. We give you the results you're asking for. That's why you should throw money at us and buy a t-shirt. Gaming with Scissors t-shirts now available. Go to nerdlifetx.com, click on shop, buy our t-shirts. T-shirt store dot pizza. Pizza dot t-shirt store dot pizza dot edu. (laughs) Educational (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. They're just t-shirts about science, about how pizza is made, but all the science comes from Facebook. Yes. Facebook's pizza. Facebook's and Donald Trump Twitter. Donald Trump's Twitter. That's the only two places I get all my science from. Science. Hashtag science facts. Science Friday. <laughs> science free talk. Okay. So. Uh, that was way off topic. <laughs> I am not that concerned about topics this week. It's been a long week, everybody. Just so oh, everybody yeah. knows, it has been a really long week. So we're all. A little punchy. I don't think it matters that we're not exactly on topic. People, people like either like us enough to continue listening or dislike us enough that they've already shut this off. So, yeah. you know, either way, please listen. Please, please stay. Please stay. We'll, we'll give you a dollar if you stay. Uh, not really though. We'll 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 uh, we'll make t-shirts available on our website for you to buy though. Nerdlifetx.com shop Slash t-shirts. t-shirts. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so uh, let's let's uh, get into it. Uh, Sean Piper, uh, what did you do this week in gaming, sir? Oh my gosh, I haven't really played anything, which it makes me. I think that makes me a bad human being, or not qualified to be talking about video games. No, it just makes us adults. It's horrible. <laughs> Being an adult is terrible. I hate oh it. my god, tell me about it. Um, so yeah, I uh, I have played some stuff. So I have. Well, every week we we play Heroes of the Storm, so that doesn't really count because it's required. I, there's there's some contract somewhere that says that I have to play it. Except for loot boxes, son. They're giving away loot boxes every day you play. It's like cocaine. You need it. I need it. <laughs> well, I don't know how true that is. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, Heroes of the Storm. That's just a rule. What else have we been playing? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, uh, we live-streamed police quest the other day so that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was fun yeah so sean you've never really played a police quest game right 
No, I love Sierra games. Like, I played all the King's Quest games. I think I might have played the first Space Quest, but I'd never, I'd never tried Police Quest. So I figured that that was... Well, originally we were going to try to do the, the Warcraft Adventure game, but because it is not a real game, it's just, like, part of a game. Uh, I, for some reason, I couldn't stream it. Um, yeah, which is which is kind of sucky. Like, I really hope we can get that figured out because I I want to experience that game first of all. But second of all, I think people would be really interested to see it streamed. Yeah, and I think XSplit just it didn't recognize it, and it's 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 really dated. I mean, when was it? it was probably like Windows ninety five was when it would have been out. Sounds about right. A long, long time. So like nine probably came out in ninety four, or it was in development around ninety four. I would guess. Um, so it's just there's a lot of stuff so we may end up just having to like you and i play it and then we'll record it and we'll make like a video series or something we may not be able to live stream it but we'll we'll figure something out uh it was sl- it was slated for release the fourth quarter of 97 97 oh crap i thought it was yeah. older than that okay we we always are way off we're like yeah fucking dawn of war came out in 2000 or in uh, 96 and then we look it up we're like oh 2006 Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's only, it's only <laughs> 10 years off uh yeah we were just a little bit off it's fine so yeah we we did that and we're we're taking the the police quest stream because it's really long and nobody's going to want to sit there for like an hour and a half so we're breaking it down into its own little video series so in like 15 minute videos so we're doing those like we're releasing a couple a week so that's that's going okay yeah you can uh you can see those over on the the youtube channel the old tubes yeah if you want to watch us live uh, i think we decided we are going to try to get a stream up uh, it's going to go up, I think around 10, 10 30 EST, um, every Saturday after the podcast comes out. So, uh, you know, we'll record this the week before, and then it'll be the week the podcast comes out. That will be when the stream will be on. So if you're curious and you want to watch that with us, make sure you follow, uh, nerd life TX on, uh, all the social medias. Yeah. So, and Twitch to follow us on Twitch. That's the easiest way, but yeah, if you want to see the stream. Yeah, if you want to keep track of when it's going to be and you know, kind of be involved in the planning, because a lot of times we'll say, hey, we're thinking about playing this and kind of get some feedback on it. Make sure you follow us on social media. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Sean and I cannot drive the car, which is a lot of fun. Um, it is, it's not driving. It's not. <laughs> it's just it's, it's point and clicking. But I got to stop at stop signs, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, Sean, Sean got in several car crashes and killed people. Well, no, I, us. I think we died. It kept telling. It just said died. So I don't know who actually died. I just know that there was a fatality involved in me running a stop sign at ten miles an hour. There was a non-specific death. It was a violent crash at ten miles an hour. That was horrible. It was yeah, horrible. it was on live. It was on, li- it was on uh, UStream or whatever. UStream? That's where people get the real news. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I think that's a thing where uh, they put all the videos of everybody getting beheaded, beheaded and stuff. It's all over there. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't need to go there. <laughs> No, no. Let's be fair. Nobody needs to go there. No, no. Now I know what not to Google. Don't Google that, sir. Don't Google that, <laughs> ever. Um, so we did that, and then uh, we've also had ourselves a little blast from the past, playing some vanilla WoW. This is this has been fun. Yeah. Um, so we started that because I was being a whiny baby boy about WoW because I can't get into it. And uh, which I don't, that doesn't make any sense why you can't get into it because I'm just clicking around. I don't, I don't get any joy out of it. I don't get any joy because you didn't give it a chance. We, you wouldn't ever get you, Corey. Okay, you play wow. Oh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but why doesn't get fun until you get like you got like level 20 or 30 at least? That's you have to grind to there, and then you get to do how many hours I gotta put in before that. Well, well, now like it's easy to level to twenty. I would say if you're playing now, yeah, it takes you what fifteen, twenty minutes to get to twenty bucks. So if you got like heirlooms and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but, but so, but but instead, we're playing vanilla, where if you want to get like max level, it's going to take us six months. Not well, probably not six months, like three months. But the thing is, okay, so here's the deal. What is the thing? So I, I don't. I'm not. I'm still not into it. Into it, but. I liked the first three Warcraft games, right? So like yes. the first three Warcraft games, I actually finally saw the movie and really liked the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm. So I found characters that uh, I care about, that I like, that I enjoy. And now I'm looking at it going, okay, 
where are we at on WoW? And we're super far removed from where the game started because we were talking about this last time. It's not the same game anymore. It's a completely different game. Uh, I want to go back and I want to see the story. from. I like the story. I don't really care about the gameplay as much as I care about the story. So, you know, we were talking earlier where we started Trolls and one of the villages we were in, they were talking about Jaina. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. And I was all excited because that's like, I only know like five characters in warcraft and that was one of them we could have at least started with like burning crusade because you still they haven't the land hasn't cataclysm hasn't occurred yet and the lich king hasn't come back yet and it's it's and you know there's some heroes of the storm characters involved in that storyline and you can at least get like flying mounts and it doesn't take nine years to do anything but but we'll, we're doing vanilla don't lie you're having a good time you you like it uh i'm playing wow so Yes, yeah. that aspect of it. It's yeah. I remember doing all this stuff, you know, in 2007. So I'm having a good time. Yes. So if uh, hey, if any of our fans want to join, we're trying to get enough people playing that we can take on some of the end game stuff when we get there. Yeah, when we get there. But we're we're playing on what, Elysium, right? Yes. Yes. Are we allowed? Should we say that? Is it? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Elysium. Yeah, you can find us. I don't. Know, I don't remember what realm we're on though. You can. Uh, Message us on on Facebook and we'll tell you, we'll give you the realm details. Yeah, because totally we could use people to play with. Because I think the more people we have, the easier in the long run things are going to be for us. So yeah, if we can get like set a, up a nice little guild, yeah, we can get a good core group of people. We can do Nerd Life Guild. Yeah, we'll do that. You want to be Nerd Life Gaming with Scissors Guild? Come on, guys. You know you do. Everybody, go home. Get on some WoW. Do it. All right. Uh, is that pretty much it? That that's it. That's all I've done. I'm all sad. Right. Uh, you are sad. You are sad, Panda. That's uh, totally sad, Panda. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Make sure you hang around because we're gonna talk to Corey, and then we have a really cool topic coming up. So hang on. Okay, we are back, um, Corey. Let's go right into you. What did you do this week in gaming? Well, um, I will get this first out of the way just so I can get the uh, ridicule out of the way as well. I have been playing a lot of Minecraft as of recently. Uh, That's Sean's favorite game. Absolute favorite game. I want to fight you right now. <laughs> I don't know why. I've, I've invited him to the server several times and he's not taken me up. Nobody uh, wants to play that stupid game. <laughs> except me. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to play so much. You have no idea. I played so much, so much Minecraft. It's weaseled into one of my hiatus games, kind of like uh, World of Warcraft, for instance. Like you never quit playing; you only just take hiatuses. Like I'll play for, I'll play so solidly for so long, and then I just stop playing for months on end, and then I find my way back into it. Usually, about the time they update something, add something new in. So let me ask you this: Are you more of a miner or a crafter? I'm more of a crafter. My buddy was playing. I'm more of a crafter. Ooh. Yeah, I was a Lego kid, man. That's what it's playing off of. It's my oh, weakness. God, see, I can't. I I prefer like, especially after they added in the uh, actual mines, where you go underground, you could actually find big ass like created mines full of monsters. Oh, dude, I love that. That's the part that I like. And my yeah. brother was always the crafter. My brother's like, look at this computer I made. I can call dominoes. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you make a door? He's like, you don't put fourth thing, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. I'm being this mine. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not to take away from mining. I do love to mine. I'm more of a builder. <clears throat> My buddy who plays with me, he does all the mining for us. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, what else you play? Uh, I uh, went back and played a little bit of WWE 2K13, only because a I had never played it before, and b it had the Attitude Era mode that I've really wanted to try out for quite a while since that was like kind of my heyday of professional wrestling love and got to go back and yeah yeah it was actually quite nostalgic playing some of those old matches um those games are really good like all of the wwe games are were really good wcw had some pretty rocky ones and i guess wwf had some eh but wcw once they hit their stride on uh n64 yeah oh yeah those n64 games are still some of the best wrestling games of all time oh hands down Hands down. I still have uh, WrestleMania 2000 in there. I've always wanted to get a hold of uh, WCW versus NWO. I, uh, <laughs> I I have every single N64 WWE game and WCW. In box, right? You have them in box. Yes, right? they're all in box. 
Yeah, he has uh, a most CIB. It's awesome. When you go into his house, there's like a little shrine. It rules. And you even made an art project on <laughs> one of them that's pretty badass. Didn't you? Did I? Didn't you make, don't you have one that's like covered in blood or something? Oh, or something? no. That was uh, that's Resident Evil 2. Oh, that's right. It's in a case and I have like a bloody handprint on it. Yeah, it's sweet. Appropriate. Sean sure. has like a pretty hefty collection of, of stuff. It's not, not, I wouldn't say hefty, but it's like a good collection. It's like the stuff you'd actually want to play. He doesn't just have stuff to have it for the most part. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff Sean has is is stuff that you would actually want. So he's got, you know, all those games, CIB, which is really cool if you're a fan of those games. That's a really neat thing to have. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, but which, which reminds me, is the ECW game, because there's an ECW 64 game out, right? And you have that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was how was that? Because I I've been watching ECW lately because I am a avid watcher of the uh, WWE Network. There. Uh, no, it's just, not good. It's not a good it, game. I've never heard anything good about it. Oh, it sucks. I was ho- I was so excited. I was like, man, that would be awesome. I'm be the Sandman. I'm gonna hit people with a stick. <laughs> no, it's not a fun game. <laughs> what was it? it was uh, Anarchy Rules? Was that? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Boo. No, pass on it. Boo. You need to make your own. You just need to get. You know, get on WWE 2K17 and, and make your own ECW. Yeah, it's except be much for better it, off. It's PG era, so it's all garbage. Mm. That's I hate I hate playing the ones in PG era because I just want to play like hard actual hardcore. Like I just want to I want to bloody a guy's face up. I want to do like 17 finishers on tables. Like that's what used to be, that's was the fun part of the ones on N64. Oh yeah, and then WWF Warzone, whatever it was, like, the PlayStation One and N64 oh, yeah. as well. Attitude was not awesome. a good game. Oh yeah, looking back, I, I don't like know. Warzone. No. I would say no. They had those crazy finishers where you had to do like the Street Fighter style combos before you could actually do them, and it wasn't even like it uh, had no flow to it whatsoever. But I remember being a kid and being really excited about that game. I think I have Nitro on PlayStation One, and it's it's terrible too. It's like a fighting game. It's terrible. It's not good. Uh, I got it after I had played the ones on N sixty four because I was like, oh, like this will be neat because I I didn't have as much money and it was cheaper. And I was like, yeah, this will be fine. And then I bought it and I was like, ugh, ugh. I still have it somewhere. It's it's really bad. All I remember is uh, the only thing that I could do was the Frankensteiner. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I'm just like, ah, Frankensteiner. And now we like watch wrestling now. And that's just a move people do. That's not like a finisher or anything special. <laughs> it's it's like a comma in a sentence anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just hanging out. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, they do that for fun. That's like their, that's like their pre-match uh, discussion. It's just, hey, I'm a Frankensteiner. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Um, what else? Uh, I've been playing um, Fallout Shelter, actually. I uh, I downloaded and played it on my phone whenever it first came what? out. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, downloaded and played it on my phone when it first came out, and I was just kind of perusing the free Steam games, and it popped up, and I was, like, reading through it and saw all the stuff they had added to it, so I downloaded it and started playing it again. Oof. I cannot, that's another one of those types of games that I can't, that, that's a click and wait. Like, here, I gotta build this. All right, wait. Yeah, I, I mean, I wake up every morning, brew a pot of coffee, sit down with a cup of coffee, play Fallout Shelter for about 15 minutes and just let it go for the rest of the day. Then uh, my buddy actually showed me this uh, community-driven game online for Access and Allies. You download, like, the client and it's all uh, community-made games and uh, rule sets like they have, you know, the typical Access and Allies or you can do uh, Star Trek or Star Wars, you know, uh, universes and is that like a first person shooter no no it's like a, a board game it's like a virtual board game axis and allies is like a risk on oh yeah that's super expensive that's one of those like 200 board yeah, games. yeah i have like one of the versions it was like a 30 dollar version of it it's not the full version of the game but it's still one of those games like i can sit down and play this on the computer and have a full game knocked out in about two maybe three hours of play whereas after two or three hours of play on the board game you're pretty much set up and just got through the first round of play oh my god I don't, how do people play those i don't understand how people like how do you make it how are you making time for that well dude, it's like it, it's like a you got friends so first you gotta get friends and then everybody comes over on like friday night and you order a pizza and you just stay mm-hmm. up for like six days straight you just go on a bitter That's exactly how you have to play access you have to, you have like to that. have either no job or like a job that you go in like once that's, that's <laughs> the only way you can do it well you stopped me on step one i ain't got no friends <laughs> well you 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 met me you know me anyway hanging know, out with I me i didn't know you I'm, a, I'm already making people mad on this podcast <laughs> imagine how charming i am in real life <laughs> don't fight me that's all you do you just threaten people 
Yeah. Like when I meet you, I just yell in your face, then flip a table for no reason. That's like how I say hi. I, I think that's actually how we met. You, yeah. you did it at my work. He just like, walked <laughs> in and he was like, hey, uh, you can take this seat over here. And I was just like, ah, flip the table, hit a guy. Oh. And then Corey was like, I didn't like that guy anyway. I'm like, cool, let's be friends. So let's be that friends. Oh, contrary. I was more like, I like the cut of your jib, me fellow. <laughs> 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 they tried to escort me out. I just threw pocket sand in their eyes, and you were like, "Yeah, pocket <laughs> sand." So old um, gribble. Yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Yep, yep. That's how much I trust the government. Dale Gribble. <laughs> <laughs> that's my level. And then, yeah, right. of course, oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, of course, I've been playing Heroes of the Storm just like everybody else. <laughs> right, you can't get away from it. Can't get away from it. I, I can't. I can't. I don't ever go through a week where I where I haven't played either Heroes of the Storm or Overwatch or both. Yeah, yeah. Blizzard gets a lot of my time. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing about me, because uh, as as Sean was making fun of me for a little bit ago, like I'm not a big WoW guy. Like their their mainstays. Like uh, if you're looking at like StarCraft, Warcraft, all those kinds of games, Diablo mm-hmm. even. I don't really play too much of those. I like Heroes of the Storm, which is a MOBA. It just happens to have all of their character other characters in it. And they're just multiplayer shooter they put out. <laughs> like the two things that are the least Blizzard Blizzard things that have ever come out. Right. Those are the two Blizzard things that I like, which is really weird. Well, you said you like the you said you like the first couple of uh, Warcraft games, though. I did. I when I was a teenager, I played a lot of those, like a lot, a lot of those. Uh, even when three came out, I I really enjoyed three until uh, I my one friend would just. He would always play the uh, the elven hero or whatever she was, the one that had the uh, the tiger or whatever it is that she wrote on. The priestess or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he would just ruin my day every single time. And I was like, I ain't playing this no more. And then I, <laughs> I, I put it on, I shelved it. So uh, when, when World of Warcraft came out when I was in college, I was just like, meh, meh. So uh, it was because it was of him, because he ruined me. He just ruined your life. We ain't friends no more. Uh, that's that's not a joke. I actually don't like that kid anymore. But it doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Was that uh, is that pretty much sum up your uh, waking game in there, sir? Pretty much, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so this week, I I finally played Final Fantasy, the first one. Bro, Jared actually released a uh, video on it, and I watched it this week, and I was like, that seems interesting, but I, it's ugly. That game is so ugly, and I don't want to look at that. And then he's like, oh, yeah, if you are interested in playing it, but you don't want to play it all broken, you should try it on PSP. And I happen to have a PSP that I just got maybe like a year ago. Uh, and I was like, cool, I'll buy this on PSP. And I got it, and I am really having fun with it. The graphics are nice. It looks pretty. It's got little animations in it. It's really uh, keeping my attention, actually, which is a surprise because usually I – give up on RPGs pretty quick unless they're in the PS4 era or at the 360 era. Those are easier for me to swallow. I don't know why. I think it's just because they, they're pretty. And so I'm like, ooh, pretty. And I just, I get over whatever it is. Like Dragon Age, I can sink days into Dragon Age and not even bat an eyelash at it. So uh, that's a lot of fun. I also played a game called El Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron. Oh, that's a pretty game. Okay, so... Sean, I know nothing about this, no. okay. Uh, I'm playing it on PS3. I don't know what all it came out on. I don't know if PS3 was the only thing it came out on or not. Uh, it is based on, from what I can tell, a book that was dropped from the Bible. So, hmm. yeah, it's called the Book of Enoch. Apparently, it's about uh, seven other angels came down to Earth and decided that they were going to live there in this big tower. And they had the ability to... They made the people feel like they were happy, but the people, I guess, kind of started treating them like God. And so Enoch had to go and like slay these angels or something. I don't know. I don't exactly know the biblical story, but that's essentially what the game is about. And it's loosely based on the book that was, I don't know if you want to call it banned from the Bible, but it was dropped from the Bible. It was not, not canon. Yeah. It's non-canon Bible scripture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that Spider-Man comic where Spider-Man dates Aunt May. What? <laughs> um, I never read that one. No, you ain't never read that one. It was really weird. It's just drawn on the wall uh, in the bathroom stall of a local bar. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this game is really weird. Uh, it's got kind of semi cell shaded graphics almost, and it is the the gameplay style during the combat. Combat is a lot like uh, Devil May Cry. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got your, your air attacks and your ground attacks and you got your dashes and that kind of stuff. And when you jump, you can like do combo moves to kind of make you float a little bit. Okay. It's essentially boils down to jump and attack buttons, right? So that's all you've got, jump and attack. Oh, and block, block, jump, attack, and block. Now in Devil May Cry, you can equip different weapons, right? In this game, the way you get other weapons is you can only hold one weapon at a time, but if you meet an enemy that has a weapon that you want, you if you can do a combo to knock him on the ground, not kill him, but knock him kind of unconscious, you can go over to him and like, I don't know what it's called, I think it's called like bless him or exercise him, and that steals his weapon. So then he's unarmed, but you get whatever weapon he had. Uh, so far, there's only I've only come across three weapons. There's a, a like a bladed weapon that's like a melee weapon. Um, these shard kind of knives that float around your body that you can like you know put your hand out and they shoot towards somebody, and um, this giant shield that you can break into two like bracers on your arms that you can like punch really hard with. So it's kind of interesting. So depending on what weapon you have, it changes your play style. So you're trying to fight your way up to this tower and then you got to fight each one of these angels. Well, interspliced in the middle of it, there's like these weird story segments that kind of are like dreamy, hazy kind of story segments that kind of remind me of Dark Souls actually, where they're kind of like, you are dead, I am dead. Like like if you guys have ever played Dark Souls or Demon's Soul, um, that's like like a lot how they tell the story. That's a lot of the cutscenes in it. They're like these mm-hmm. weird kind of art pieces almost instead of like story. Uh, and that's how a lot of the story is told. But then in between levels or in between fight sections, you'll have to do like a either a 3D or a 2D platforming section that has different stuff happening. This sounds amazing. Yeah. It's really, really, really weird. It's very hard. Uh, I'm having a good time with it, surprisingly. But it is very niche. Like, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to like it. Uh, I would recommend trying it. I think I, I got a copy used, I think, for like 11 bucks on eBay or so. It was really cheap. Uh, and I got it shipped. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely worth it if it's, if it's something you're looking to try. But there's one entire, like, 2D platforming section where you're just jumping up this, these, like, platforms to get to the next level up. And the whole time you're jumping, you're in front of, like, this giant stained glass window that's, like, scrolling as you're running in front of it. And then you'll like run across an area. It'll be like, this is the angel Gabriel. And it'll tell you about the angel that's on the stained glass behind you while you're like going through. Mm. It's kind of neat. It, like it, that's how mm. it kind of like introduces some of the characters and stuff. It's really interesting. And I guess like the company that made it, they're having another game out pretty soon. Uh, and so I've been seeing the, the name of this game pop up a lot um, on game lists lately. And I was like, I never heard of that. I'm going to try it. And it is pretty interesting. So I, it's a one player game. It's pretty cheap. I would recommend trying it out if you want something different. Uh, the other thing I've been playing a lot of is uh, Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead. Um, Sean, I talked to you about this a little bit. Corey, have you ever heard about that that game? No, ever? no, that's the first I've heard of it. It honestly sounds like a game you made up. It does. <laughs> uh, so are you guys familiar with like Dwarf Fortress or anything like that? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, so you know how Dwarf Fortress is essentially like this weird ASCII game that you know it builds the world and then you just are in it? Mm-hmm. and you can kind of interact with the characters a little bit, but they kind of do their own thing. You just kind of tell them, I want this guy to gather, and then he goes and does it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This game is kind of like if Dwarf Fortress was only, you only were in control of one character. So you go in, you tell it, hey, this is how I want the game to play, right? You start the game. Mm-hmm. I put a, have a graphics, on my, a graphics pack on mine, so it's not ASCII. But essentially, you're a survivor in the zombie apocalypse. You wake up, you're in this evacuation shelter, and you just survive, right? Sounds whatever, right? Except for this game is a roguelike, and it <laughs> is randomly generated every time you build a new world. So when you start, you don't know, you might start, and there might be a mall right next door to you. You're like, sweet, I can go in there and get stuff. Or you might start and there's nothing anywhere. You're just in the woods. It's really weird. So it's kind of luck of the draw where you start. The really neat thing about this game is they have built in scenarios that like when you're setting your character up, because you also get to build your character. You choose, you know, hey, was I an outdoorsman? Do I, you know, am I a little stronger than somebody else? But there's also like negative traits you can take to get more points to put towards stats. So you can say like, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. So if you come across food in somebody's fridge and you need to eat, if you eat something that's milk-based, it'll make you sick and your character will be sluggish for a few days and stuff like that. But in exchange, you get more points and strength or whatever, right? 
So it's, it's got these really heavy RPG elements. Well, when you're building your character, you can pick different scenarios. You can say, oh, I'm a mall cop and I was stuck in the mall when the zombie apocalypse hit. Now I'm stuck in my office and I got to get out. So there's really cool scenarios that are like built into it. It's really, really neat. And uh, I've been playing a lot of it. I've played hours and hours of it, actually. Um, I'm burning out on it because I've played <laughs> just so much of it. And it's, it's a free game. You can download it. And it's not that big. It, it's really quick to load up. Um, I've been playing it like on my lunch break and stuff because it, I, I haven't even survived a day. I've killed sure. maybe, maybe two or three zombies. It's not easy, man. And you ha- it forces you to go out because you have to get food. You have to get water. And if you want to have good weapons, like when you start and you're in your evacuation area, you can bust a window out and make like a little makeshift knife, but that's like it. Or like you can make a makeshift cudgel. Like you don't have good weapons. You don't have good clothes. You don't have anything. And there's like all these things in it. You know, there's elemental effects. So if you go out and it's snowing, you get cold. Or if it's sunny, you can't see as far because the sun's in your eyes unless you put sunglasses on. Or, you know, there's all these like effects that like it, they put a lot into this tiny little game. But the graphics packs that are that come pre-installed with it, if you download it now, might make it kind of look like an old NES game, which is really neat. So it's kind of like playing like a survival game on your NES. It's really cool. Um, so I highly recommend that. Just, just I would just Google Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead. Uh, make sure that you uh, pull up a sheet that has the controls on it, though, because it's one of those games that uses your whole keyboard. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta hit Shift Seven if I want to craft, and I gotta hit like. Capital no. capital B is work. butcher an animal, but lowercase B is book or something like it's it's yeah it's a lot. But once you figure it out, it's not too bad. You can kind of flow through it pretty easy. I I use a couple of tutorials on uh, YouTube to get started. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I would recommend it. I need this. Yeah, you do need it. It's good. Um. So yeah, other than that, I played obviously Police Quest with uh, Sean again. Highly recommend that. Uh, I I've. I've played other police sims before, uh, but this is my first like legit police quest game. So it's, I'm having a good time with that and I'm hoping that we'll be able to finish it on stream. So that'll be kind of neat if we do that. I think that'll be a, a good jumping off point. Cause I think Sean and I want to stream a lot more regularly than we are now. So uh, obviously played vanilla wow with Sean. And then I played another little game that came out called Friday the 13th. <laughs> Yeah, I played the Friday the 13th game that I gave them a ton of money for during their Kickstarter. So uh, I think we're going we're gonna to talk a little more in depth about the Friday the 13th game. But for right now, we're going to take a really quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into the Friday the 13th game. And also, what is the future for Kickstarter if games keep going this route? So uh, hang on and we'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, thanks for hanging around through that. So uh, the Friday 13th game came out and it has been uh, a little rocky to get started. Uh, if nothing else, <laughs> people are pissed. There is connection issues. There are server drop issues. I guess a lot of people, especially Xbox users, were having uh, database issues. <laughs> like their database would just drop when wow. you connected. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. And if you look over on the Friday the 13th Facebook page, you can see that there's kind of a mad scramble to get things figured out. I'm not 100% sure Gun Media is handling it very well. It's very strange. Uh, I guess one of the reasons that I say that is because it's very difficult when you're typing in text sometimes to not sound like you're being pretentious, rude, or blunt. Like they, they'll have like pinned posts on the top of their Facebook that'll be like, we know there's connection issues, we're dealing with it. And it's like this short, like, whoa, like maybe you should not write that on there because it makes you seem like you're kind of being an asshole about it. Uh, your game is broke and we gave you almost a million dollars. Like that game cleared, I think, 800K and change. And the amount that they were asking for, I think was like in the one or 200,000 area. Wow. Yeah. So not That's only that, insane. but they did extended backer kits for people who didn't give to the original <laughs> Kickstarter. So that coupled with the fact that they're now selling the game and it's as broken as it is, is really unacceptable. I've only been able to get into one game since the game came out. Now I'm playing on PS4, just so everybody knows. Um, Apparently they have fixed the Steam version 
and the Xbox version is has some kind of a patch out now as of this morning, I think, that to, we're recording this on the 4th, 6-4. So uh, I think I read this morning they have finally put the patch out for Xbox. Yeah, it is very broken. Uh, it took me this morning, I waited to get into a game because I was like, oh, I'm going to play one more game to talk about on the podcast. I waited 15 minutes to get into a game and was unable to. What? So you never played it? The, well, no, I've played. I played one game the day it came out, but which is, but that's ridiculous. Like you, yes, you have yeah. a game. It's it's out. It's not like early access or anything. It's out. Yeah, you well, only played it one time. Here is my problem. Okay, you know what their fix for it is? None. Wait. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. The problem is that the matchmaking is broken, and because the matchmaking is broken, their fix for it is just start a personal game and find five people to play with. Wow. You go directly to hell. It is not my job to go and find five people that like me enough to play a game with me. It is your job. After I gave you, you know, hundreds of dollars, I think I gave them a hundred or 150 bucks for the stupid Kickstarter. After I gave you 150 bucks, which is way more than your shitty game. It would be worth boxed. It is your job to make sure matchmaking works on day one. And their excuse has been thus far. We didn't expect the volume of people uh, playing that are playing. Well, that's bullshit. Oh yeah, that's bull. Twelve. You had twelve thousand backers to get you where you are. Okay, I understand that. But here's the thing: after those twelve thousand people backed you, you were the front page of every freaking games blog for months. You were on every games blog. You were on Kotaku. You were on IGN. You were on the freaking news sites that had game sections. Like you, you knew exactly how big you were and you know how big the Friday the 13th franchise is. You have no excuse to come out in front of everybody and go, oh, well, we didn't think it was going to be that big. So like, I don't know why you're mad. Like, shut up. I, I, I'm so frustrated. And the thing is, the one game that I played, this game has some really, really cool ideas. Um, the counselors are all very different. They all have very different stats. You can raise stats on your favorite counselors by winning games. Um, Jason has some really cool abilities. They nailed the, the aesthetic for the series and for uh, the, the, that 80s uh, VHS horror film aesthetic. Like Jason has abilities where he can kind of teleport around the map. And when he teleports, it does this really cool thing where your screen will go woof, 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 like it's like a fast forwarding tape and you'll see blurs across the screen like a tape is fast forwarding and then he'll be behind you. It's really cool. Like the way that they're, they're building some of this stuff. Uh, counselors can put down traps or they can, they can turn a radio on to make noise. So Jason kind of can hear it and he goes to where that is, or there's, there's different ways to win. There's all these really cool pieces to it, but it is broken. It does not work. The first game I played, I won as a counselor, my first game by myself without help from any other counselor by starting a car. To start a car, you have to find the keys. You have to find gasoline. You have to put a battery in the car. To put the gas in the car and to put the battery in, you have to play a mini game. Every time you screw up the mini game, it makes a noise. Jason knows where you are. Okay. So that's the whole thing is sound. If you make a sound, you flash on Jason's map. Counselors don't have a map, so they can't see it unless they find a map. But Jason has a map. So if you make a noise, you know, if you trip or if you break a glass window or if you scream because you find a body or whatever, Jason can see you on the map because you flash red. Okay? Mm -hmm. I put the battery in. I filled the thing with gas. And I started the car and I drove off. I screwed up all of those things and made noise. Never saw Jason one time. Never saw him once. Never saw Jason. Never saw another character. I found a dead body. My character didn't react. Once I was past the body, my character finally screamed. It scared the crap out of me and reacted to the body because that's the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Your character reacts uh, to seeing dead bodies and stuff. Yeah. And then you'll lose control of them. Like they'll kind of like run, run off and do, ooh, they'll run off and do their own thing. So it's fine. I'm breaking glasses here. Um, so they'll run off and do their own thing if they see a dead body because they get freaked out and like your vision kind of blurs and it kind of makes it harder to control. It's a really interesting thing. I say this all sounds amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. It's very glitchy to close doors. Like, like okay, if I open a door in the game, right, as a counselor, mm -hmm. you can go through the door, close the door, and then put like a like a block behind the door so Jason can't get through unless he's like superpower Jason and then he can just smash through it. Like that's, that's a neat mechanic. But if I open a door and I walk in, 
once I cross the halfway point, right? Once I cross the, the threshold for the doorway, I'm obviously inside of the room and I want to close the door. Mm -hmm. Well, it will not let you close the door unless you walk into the room and stand on the back side of the door. Then you can close the door. There's like stuff like that that's super annoying. And I'm like, why did you do that? Why? It's, it's super frustrating. But here is my bigger problem, right? That's all annoying. It's all terrible. It's all frustrating. It, it, it's, it's whatever. I, you know, I'm mad, but I'm not going to go and harass on media about it because you can tell on their site they're working like 24 seven to fix it, which that's one thing I can say. They're publishing updates at like, you know, three in the morning and stuff. They're like, okay, we, we fixed the database thing. We're moving on to the next thing. Like they, they are trying to fix it. So I will give them credit for that. My bigger problem is at what point do we as gamers stop giving money to small developers on Kickstarter? Do we, do we say, okay, um, here's this Kickstarter. It's doing really well. It's blown all its goals out of the water. It's going to happen. I'm going to give it 10 more bucks or I'm going to give it hundred more bucks. Or do we try to corral these small indie developers and say, no, like you made what you, what you asked to make. Let's see what your product looks like before we give you any more money or show us a playable demo or show us, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We want to check in to see where you're at because I gave them a hundred, 150 bucks sight unseen on this game, right? based solely on the fact that it was Friday the 13th. Yes, that is on me. I understand that. Like that was my decision to do that. But when the game comes out and it is broken, now there's this, there's this culture brewing on their Facebook page that is like half the people are like, don't be a whiny crybaby. They're regular people. They can make mistakes. And the other half is like, I gave you a ton of money and it's broken. That's on you. You knew it was broken when you put it out. Mm -hmm. Right? So this weird culture is brewing. So, where do we fall in that? When is it our fault as backers that something is so terrible because we gave, we trusted them with too much money? So to me, so this has always been my kind of issue with Kickstarter. And, and, and I haven't, and it's not just Kickstarter. It's, it's any crowdfunding, anything is uh, I, I've never been burned. You know, I've never given money and then something just completely flops or, or a developer or creator or whatever runs away with my money. But I do think that, there is no built-in accountability. And I think that's what you're really saying is that there, there needs to be some kind of accountability for these people that we are giving money to, to ensure that we're at least going to get some level of quality in return. We can't, it's not just like, Oh, here's some money. And I hope you do. Okay. I mean, I, I know that's what it is. I know that the Kickstarter is all on good faith and I accept that, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, where, where is that? Where is that accountability? What are we going to do? How, how do I ensure that I'm just not throwing money away? Why can't I be pissed? Why can't I be mad at you? Like, why, why? you have the right. I, I think you do have the right because you, you gave money for something. They, they showed you a product. They said, this is what it's going to be like. And then they, one, it comes out, they're just like, eh, sorry, it's broken. No, you, you've got money. You should be able, you've been, you should have been prepared for this. And, yeah. and, and on top of that, it was supposed to come out, what, like October of 2016? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. So you delayed it. And here's the thing I know somebody's going to say, well, you know, you're, you're giving the money like an investor. Well, investors are allowed to get pissed if you screw up their money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, and they will, they, you know, some investors have the legal right to come after you if you squander the money they gave you. There's contracts when you're an investor. So why don't I get to be mad? Yeah. I mean, if you replace that game with any other thing that you would buy day to day with your own money, you know, same thing would happen. You know, you go to the store, you buy some, produce and it's rotten you take it back to the store and demand your money back and you know the store doesn't get mad at you because you know your apples are rotten same thing here you know you absolutely have the right to be mad about that and the terrible thing is like there are some indie games that have come out through kickstarter that are exactly what they say they are and they are great but for every single one of those that happens there's a yogs cast game that happens and unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately those games are the ones that run off with insane amounts of money. I mean, I don't even remember how much. It was like a million dollars or something they like ran off with. There was no game. They just never had to answer to anybody for it. 
So how is that, how is that fair to the people who, who, who want to help you? And you'd think it would take away your fan base, but especially in like Yogg's cast case, I don't, I haven't really seen a big fan drop off. They're still growing. I still see their videos pop up. I think that they're still relevant. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand. Do, do I stop giving to Kickstarter or, or what do I do? Like, I, I don't know. Corey, have you ever given to a Kickstarter? I have not only because I've always feared something exactly like this. Um, I almost actually even considered it for Friday the 13th because like, I mean, I like you, I love Friday the 13th uh, franchise. I remember playing the NES game when I was a kid and it's scaring the absolute shit out of me. Um, Gotta get fight, fight mommy's floating head. (laughs) I got it through what what was it was like throwing like mud balls or something. It was throwing yeah rocks, rocks and (laughs) rocks. rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, I saw this and was like, Oh man, this is what I've wanted since I was a kid. This is, going to be amazing so this was probably one of the first kickstarters where i really considered you know throwing money towards and i know a few other of my friends who did throw money towards it and then you know just like you very disappointed with the end product thing is like i can see it getting good everything if Mm -hmm. everything i just described to you sounds great and it is great but god man don't i would have rather you told me it was going to be delayed again exactly yeah why not I would rather wait and get a good product from the get go than just being teased like this, essentially. Right. And you know, there's that, there's that big fight going on, you know, indies versus triple a developers, right? This was a triple a developer move, man. Yeah, most certainly. This is, this was an EA. Yeah. This was a, Hey, here's a giant day one patch. No, screw you. Like they didn't here. This is a giant day one patch. Only they didn't patch it. There still is no patch. Because I guess uh, with Steam, it's super easy for them to throw a patch out. But when it comes to Xbox and PS uh, or PlayStation Network, they have to go through like a very severe vetting process when they're going to put a patch out, mm-hmm. which is delaying it even more for people who are playing it on console. That's yeah, a shame. Yeah. And it's really, uh, it's really not fair to say, well, yeah, just do, like, do a private match and invite your friends. I have no friends that want to play this, and they're sure as shit not going to buy your broke-ass game now. Exactly. That's 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 the total flaw in their logic. There, it's like, you know, you said they had what was it, twelve thousand, you know, backers for the Kickstarter. You know, those twelve thousand people would go out and tell, you know, even one of their friends because you know, birds of a feather flock together. You know, they're a Friday the Thirteenth fan. Their friends probably are too. No excuse whatsoever for them to. Oh, we didn't know how big it was going to be. Of course, it's going to be big. You know. It's Friday the Thirteenth. It's a huge you know? franchise. Yeah, there's there's conventions around you know horror movies, and Friday the Thirteenth is always huge. Any horror movie convention you go to, they're gonna have like well, one of the guys who played you know Jason Voorhees there, or something along the lines. I feel like every convention I've gone to, there is some sort of Friday the Thirteenth thing, right? And I was all, I was way off on the goal. I'm on their site now. They wanted 700k. They made 823 from 12,218 backers. Not not that's not a lot. No, it, well, it's not a lot of money. That's not a lot of people. But no, you should a lot of people. You should have realized when you were hitting the front page of Kotaku and Polygon and every major game outlet because the the company that made this is comprised of people who have worked in the AAA and indie dev scenes. That's, that's the thing. You, you, you've been in this environment. You, know, you knew. You knew. How, how did you screw up that bad? You know, it's, it's, it's something that's real. It, it is honestly surprising, you know, because usually AAA companies, like they are in a comfortable position where they're going to make the money no matter what because they have pre-orders, they have set street dates, they have all this stuff, and every there there's assured money that is coming in. Where with people that are are smaller, like these, I wouldn't even really. I mean, that's that's a lot of money for I guess a, a quote unquote indie game. Okay, but really, they have that experience. They should they know those pitfalls, but they should also know that you don't have that. They don't have that assured money. I mean if you screw this up, you're screwing your company up for the long run. And it's, it's very surprising to me. So, okay. Here's the even, uh, here's the, the, the weird thing about it is that they already had planned as kind of like an add on. We're going to make a single player mode. Okay. If you knew it was broken, right. <laughs> I would have rathered you come out and said, 
hey guys, we're going to go ahead and release the single player mode so you can play it. And then we're going to unleash the multiplayer when it's when our servers are ready, right? Did they do that with Grand Theft Auto Five? You know, I think they did. Didn't they? they, they yeah, for a couple of months first, whenever it was released, and then they did multiplayer like down the line. Well, and that's what you do when you know it's broken. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You're okay I mean, it. just give us something. Right. Throw us a freaking bone. I would have rather you release something that was at least playable, uh, and and not be able to play with my friends than what I got. Like, I'm not trying to be rude. I, again, I'm, I'm not in their position. I would never want to be in their position because the amount of just absolute venom that's going through their Facebook page and all their social media right now is horrifying. I'm sure. It's awful because people people are keyboard tough guys, right? I will say whatever I want to you when I have a keyboard button and you can't see me, right? These, these, these teams are people. I feel bad for them. I do. Cause it really does look like they're trying to fix it. Everything on their Facebook page, they're doing daily updates they're, They have huge punch lists that they're publishing. Like, okay, today we fix this, 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 this is when your updates are going to come out. Hey, uh, we submitted our update to PlayStation. They're taking a little longer. Hey, we published the one to steam today. Please make sure you update your, uh, your client. And you know, there's people on there going, well, you should give me free DLC. You should give me whatever. They're like, dude, we're not doing DLC. We're not doing no, like, what, is this? what, what, what can we do? You know, they're like, we, uh, like, we're just trying to fix it. Just hang on. But again, like I said, some of their frustration, it almost seems like it's coming through on their postings on social media. Well, how would it not be, you know? Well, well yeah. And I, I totally understand that, but that's also really thin razor. You got to be careful about because somebody like me, I haven't said anything nasty to them. The only thing that I've done is when they said, hey, the Xbox thing is good. The uh, Steam one is going live, whatever. I said, hey, are you still working on PlayStation? Or like, what's the holdup? And they, they published a big thing saying, here's, here's where we're at with it. That's all I ask. I didn't say anything rude, right? Mm-hmm. When you come out swinging then in your next post and say, we know it's broke. Ugh, that makes you sound like you're being an asshole. And for somebody like me who didn't attack you, I'm like, hey, whoa, why are you being a dick? Like, don't be a dick. You know, I, I just, I, I think it's, it might be the wrong call. And I'm wondering if it might be a, a better call, especially since they are a Kickstarter team and they have access to this stuff because they did it to get the Kickstarter. Get your camcorder out, sit whoever was the developers in front of the camera and go, look, guys, we're really sorry. You know, I want to, let's see your face and, and see you say you're sorry not because I want you to say you're sorry to me, but because then we can read the cadence of your voice better. Yeah. I, can, I can hear the tone. I can hear how you feel. I can hear, you know, just because some things get lost in translation and text. And I, I just, it would make me feel better, you know? Yeah. More severe. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that I hate it when things like this come, come, come through Kickstarter. Because Kickstarter really does to me, there's some great projects that I'm always excited to back on Kickstarter. I go through Kickstarter every day. Every day I look to see if there's something new on there that I want to back. And it breaks my heart when something like this happens because it's like, man, I don't really want to give them any more money now. Anybody. Yeah. You know? It, it's, it's like that was part of the money that I worked for. And if you only have a certain amount of money that you can put towards things like this that you really care about, that money's gone. That's now. huge. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we are about out of time. Do you guys have any closing thoughts you want to throw in about the Friday Thirteenth or the Kickstarter thing? Uh, I still want to play it. <laughs> I do too, really badly, but I'm just going to wait it out. <laughs> I think we should, and and with me having a copy of it, I'll be able to tell you guys when it's working. So as soon as I see that it's working, I will let everybody know, and we can play it together, and then we can kind of report back. Maybe we'll do like a like a little after thought podcast kind of thing where it's just us doing a real quick round table about it once it gets fixed just because i don't want to put this out there and be like i hate gun media or whatever because that's not what it is i I really want to see them do do good i want to see them survive through this i want to see them come out on top and i want to see them learn something from it so that the next game they put out if it's good and it's something i'm i'm excited about i don't want to have second thoughts just because their name is on it right so all right Corey, did you have anything else you wanted to say in closing no 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 not really all right, cool, great. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up here. Um, just as a reminder, we are streaming. Uh, this should come out on Friday. That means the next day, the Saturday after this, 
we will be streaming our next part of the police quest stream. So if you want to see where we're at with that, or you want to, you know, kind of jump in on that, uh, we interact with fans who come in and out on there. It's a really good time. We had a couple of guys in there. We didn't have too many viewers, but a few of the people that were in there were interacting with us and giving us hints and trying to help us out. We actually had a good time talking to them. So make sure you follow NerdLife TX on Twitch or you follow NerdLife TX on all the social medias because that's how you're going to know when we're going live and all that fun stuff. Other than that, uh, we are going to be at GeekFest in August. What is that, August 13th, Sean? Um, GeekFest is going to be August 18th, 19th, and 20th at Central Texas College in Colleen, Texas. Yes, and there are hotels available for that through the GeekFest Facebook page and the GeekFest website. They'll have information on that. So if you want to come and meet Sean and I, make sure you come to that. Um, I don't think we've been able to talk anybody else into coming unless Corey's going and we didn't know that. I'm going to try to. I will try my (laughs) best to be there. Don't you worry. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but Sean and I will be doing, uh, we're going to be doing talks about podcasting. We're also going to have, I think, a retro room. Like an arcade. Yeah, I don't want to call it retro room because we're going to have more than just that. Uh, I think we might have some like arcade cabinets and pinball machines and we're going to have like consoles from like every generation. So, yeah, we'll have uh, T-shirts available. We're going to be doing the podcast live. We're probably going to be doing some interviews with some people. Uh, So if you want to stop by and say hi to us, we'll be there. It'll be awesome. It'll be a good time. Uh, if you like us in social media, I do give out free hugs or high fives per a sign that I wear on my body while I'm there. So if you want to hug me or high five me, but not knife hug me, feel free to come to GeekFest and uh, we can make that happen. Uh, make sure you check out nerdlifetx.com for all the most recent information, what we're doing, any projects we're working on, they go there first. So make sure you check that out on a daily basis. Uh, we have t-shirts available that help support the podcast. Unfortunately, Corey is not on the t-shirts because he's not always on, but they are gaming with scissors t-shirts. Uh, it's got me, Sean and Nick on there. So make sure you go over there. Idiots talk about gaming. That's what it says on it. Cause that's what this show is. It's what we do. Grown up man. Well, we're grown up old man's talking about gaming. Back in my day, we had the Nintendo. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can look me up on Twitter at GWS Raincore, R-A-I-N-K-O-R-E. And if you play any other games, that's my handle under anything. So you can always find me if I'm on. Yes, and make sure that you hit him or the site up or me at Nitro Weasel 3K on everything up if you want to join us for our World of Warcraft adventures right now. They're going on in vanilla while. Uh, we need more people. So if you want to join, please let us know because we'd be happy to add you. That is my alarm going off in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's gone. Okay. So. Uh, great. That's great. Podcasting, guys. Woo. All right. Yeah. Uh, that, is my, that is my stare alarm. That lets me know when somebody's coming down the stairs in my house and I'm home alone right now. So normally that would freak me out, but it was just my cat. It's the danger stairs. <laughs> it's the danger stairs. Yeah, it lets me know when there's a creeper coming in. It's Jason Voorhees coming in to stab me for not liking his game. <laughs> Good thing he's glitchy as shit. I'll be able to run away. <laughs> you just catches. wait and he'll melt through the wall. <laughs> he'll just he'll just get he'll just get disconnected in five minutes anyway. I'll be able to run out to my car and throw a battery and a key in it and start it up. Guys, the new patch is intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um Okay, so uh, beyond, uh, Corey, do you have social media you want to pimp? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, actually, I finally got a right proper face page up. I'm pretty sure it's just under my name, Corey Collins. But if you just go to the Nerd Life uh, Facebook page and look for the Nerd Life logo with handlebar mustache, that would be me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sean Michaels Lazy Eye and Twitter at Church of Slack. And that's, well, if you see a Frank Castle anywhere, it's probably me gaming. So. It tends to be most of my gaming handles. Sean Michaels Lazy Eye is still my favorite. Handle. It's the best ever. It always is. Every time you say it, I laugh. <laughs> That's the idea. So uh, beyond that, I do another podcast called uh, Nerds at Drive-Ins. Uh, we haven't had a new episode in a little bit, but Sean and I were kind of talking back and forth about the different movies we could do. I also have two other guests lined up, so another episode should be coming out shortly. You can find that on SoundCloud and also on nerdlifetx.com. Special thanks to Astro Panda Productions. They are our host for this podcast and other really great podcasts. 
Uh, they've been really great to us. They've been helping us out. So make sure you check out the other great podcasts on astropandaproductions.com. Make sure, as always, that you like, comment, and subscribe on any of our stuff. It really helps us out. It gets us up those you know, uh, lists. It makes us more visible to more people, especially on the podcast. If you can give us a uh, five-star rating and write me a little review on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to this, preferably iTunes, that would be awesome. You can even say something terrible. You can even talk about knife-hugging me as long as you give me five stars. That would be awesome. Uh, if you have friends that like games, make sure you tell them about the podcast. Let's grow this. Let's get a big community together. Uh, there is a, uh, gaming with scissors podcast group on Facebook. So find that, uh, you can find that through the nerd life TX group. That would be awesome if you went to both and join both. Cause then we could be BFFs forever. So beyond that, I think we are going to be signing off. Make sure you check back often for new content and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. Yeah.